Thanks for downloading The Sun Ranto Show. For early and ad-free access to The Sun Ranto Show, including a ton of great perks and our Discord server, please subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. There are free trial memberships available. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Sunranto. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Congratulations to the Otanis. Um, baseball's royalty are now now has a king and a queen. Um, whoever she is. Whoever she is. Hi, this is Danny Rocket. Uh, I'm uh, of the Sun Ranto Show, the show of you, which you are currently watching. Uh, Infield Fly Girl is here, um, throwing, here, throwing rice in her own room. I, I mean, do you have a dust? Do you need to stop the show and dust bust for a moment? No, we're good. She's gonna have ants. <laughs> yeah, she's good. You're gonna need to send her a dollar bill, Danny. I'm the same way, you know, look at this mess. You know, I don't feel like cleaning. I'm going to drink instead, and then I will care about the mess. There we go. That's, that's See, how you do like, it. True ranters. So I'm drinking. I'm just having a coffee. This is a hotel room coffee. I'm coming live from spring training here in Mesa, Arizona, from the um, American Executive Inn. And let me tell you, every single bit of this hotel room is more executive than the last. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll show you a few pictures later, but I do believe there's poop on the ceiling. So that, that's the, the one that's the main issue I have with the room is the poop on the ceiling. But other than that, it's it's a clean bed. Not poop related at all. What I've got is uh, from <laughs> Monkless Belgian Ales in Bend, Oregon. I have got Brothers Beer. Uh, it's a Belgian style single ale and it is beautiful. Look how pretty that is. It does look very nice. How's it taste? Like what's the... It's a Belgian ale, though, right? Yes, it's a Belgian. So it's got a little sweet it, to it. Yeah, a little sweet, a little citrusy. Um, oh, that's delightful. Very drinkable too. I mean, it's a really tall can. You know, the 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 octane I normally have on this show would probably knock me over. But this is a this is a nice, easy, like four point eight percent. All right. Well, like, we're, so so we're not going to get you raging by Act Three of this show tonight. Well, maybe we can open another one. Yeah. Well. I am celebrating Leap Day. Happy Leap Day, everyone. It's our first Leap Day show, I believe. I don't. I would have Amazing. thought I would have remembered that we would have had a Leap Day show at some point in the past, but I don't think we ever did. Yeah, I feel like this is it, would have had a couple the, the last day of my true trying not to drink very much. So I have a non-alcoholic michelada. 
So it's got a little uh, tomato juice, Michael. (laughs) It's no, it's (laughs) it's got some Coors Edge in there, and it's got uh, spicy V8 and like a Cajun spice, a lot of Cajun spice in it to give it a little heat. So, (laughs) well, we'll talk to you. I want you to text me from the toilet tomorrow. Tell me how it's going. Um, uh, a couple comments in the chat. First of all, uh, Bernie Barron asking, do you have a pick of the bride? That's a really great question. Um, Shohei's being really, really sort of keeping it close to his chest, uh, who the bride is, when they started dating, how long they've really even known each other. He'll only say, uh, you know, somewhere around three or four years. Um, but, but like, he's not saying even when his actual wedding day was or anything. So the, the Japanese netizens have kind of done their thing and, and have some speculation. Um, but since Shohei has decided to keep it quiet, I, I don't even feel comfortable sharing what I found. So, okay. But he, quiet. yeah, he did say that he was married, right? Yes. Like yeah, he, he brought he it up. It, He announced that he is married on his Instagram, and he said that he did it now during spring training because if it came out during the uh, course of the season, it might be too distracting. So he figured just get the news out there, get it out of the way, and maybe people would leave him alone. Well, I do have I do have a huge scoop here on the Sunranto show is that Shohei Otani actually was taking in the game at the Cubs game just the other day. Cody Del Mendo, friend of the show, he was at the game and he caught this picture of Shohei Otani actually wearing a Cubs uniform. I'm no. sitting on the berm and you see there is his lovely bride sitting right next to him. Cody Delmeno at the time did not know he was taking the actual first picture of Joey Otani's uh, uh, wife. Yeah. I heard. It's funny because that Cubs uniform really does make his arms look super skinny. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Well, it's the shadows, too, on the burb. But um, (laughs) uh, I actually heard when Shohei asked his uh, girlfriend to be his wife, he gave her a uh, a Cubs jersey, and she opened it up. She's like, "Say ya." He <laughs> says, "Yeah, say ya, say ya." <laughs> terrible, terrible Aww, joke. Terrible dude. joke. Man. I workshopped that for four or five seconds before I said it. Well, uh, Probably show, shouldn't have. <laughs> this show was this show was brought was brought to us by <laughs> our 109 Patreon supporters who support us at the. Uh, it's patreon.com slash sunranto. I can and, hear people pulling their support right yeah, now because of that I'm joke. Get, I'm getting emails left and right. Being <laughs> just like, you know, people downing their pledges, but you can join us there. And those that do support us on Patreon, uh, they are our special, our special special friends who we hang out with over at the discord. It's a, uh, a Patreon only perk. And we're going to be over there tonight after the show, just hanging out, talking about the Cubs and what we're thinking about. It's also brought to you by Matt Cameron's permanent paintings. Um, his Caitlin Clark got pulled. I saw from the Etsy. So if you were lucky enough to get one before it got the university of Iowa <laughs> sent a cease and desist, you could probably still get one from Matt, but you'll have to get it directly. But uh, Matt Kemmerer's permanent paintings are still on Etsy. He's got a lot of amazing Cubs work. He also sponsors the show. Um, here's the Ron Santo over the map of Chicago that we're giving out to one special Patreon member this month and every month. 
uh, this is one. And uh, something else that is one isn't in the clutch shirt, which it is live. Everybody, the new Browns twirling hand shirt is officially at um, it, it's at in the clutch dot com right now. It's on the Sun Ranch. Okay. I have already ordered one. I, I it's have on to. the way. I, I, I got to say, I can't see that thing clutching anything comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm we have our own collection there now. Uh, it's in the clutch dot com uh, collections. The Sun Ranch show. I'm going to uh, drop a link in the chat right now. And um, if you use code sunranta you get 10 percent off of this shirt which pretty much pays for your shipping so uh brown sterling hands live and this one is live too the take a chance crawley i bought that one too you did okay i I did did because one at a time you know it's a it's a birthday present for my youngest son whose middle name is chance after frank chance and frank chance in that picture is wearing a Cubs jersey that I would love to have. It is hard to find that particular style. That yeah, it's it's the 1909 uh, version. Which oh, is wait a minute. Does Nike gotta, do throwbacks? Are we doing throwbacks anymore? I mean, you can, you can find a similar one that's a starter one on online, but it's similar. You know, yeah, I just mean like the games where they, you know, actually dress in the the old timey uniforms. Like they, I think they will. They've got to. I miss those. But uh, yeah, yeah, these are these are kind of weird because it's got that like butterfly collar, and there's nothing blue about it. Just just like when all the teams were either black, white, or gray. (laughs) You know, it's all they can afford. So I have seen a a drawing of it, and it is like a very dark blue. But all the pictures, of course make it look black so i don't know if it's actually black or if it's dark blue so uh the last people that bring us this show are our super duper ranters who are blake beard and his magical tickets down the third baseline if you're looking for great tickets follow him at the blake beard on twitter and ask him for him uh, for them rogue wave creative and mike waller and the cubs ps plus podcast uh Love Mike. I love Mike. Mike's here tonight. I saw him in the chat. Yep. Um, so Everett Tosher says, uh, I've had a couple of things pulled off T public, one Cubs thing and a Godzilla one. And you know what? I had a shirt out there that got pulled off of uh, T public. It was my fly the 53. It was the, uh, the O'Neill 53 flag with Ernie Banks and Billy Williams. And I got a shirt. And I thought I was the only one ever until Danny sends the, the calendar this week. And right there on the front, I see my tie guy wearing the shirt. And I'm like, my tie guy is the only other person in the world. I've never even seen it. He never told me he had it. I've never seen anybody with that shirt, except for the one that I have. I was blown away. Amazing. By the way, everybody should be getting their uh, calendars right now. I see them posting online that they're getting. I hung mine today. Very cool. I have not seen them yet. Uh, Thank Nicole for doing that because they came a little later than I thought. So this is the first time that she had to uh, help me out with this project. So um, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So I appreciate her doing that. Just want to give her a shout out. Um, uh, 
I saw something else in the chat here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve Schur mentions this. Steve just saw him at the tailgate today. He lives down here in Arizona, a big Cubs fan, and he likes the Diamondbacks, too. Goes to a lot of baseball games. Um, great guy. And he says, hashtag chance, which is how you win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom and an end-of-the-year prize that will blow your mind. It is more mind-blowing than a Willy Wonka exhibit in <laughs> in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland. It's just incredible. The Willy Wonka Fire Festival. Yes. So we should get into the, the most pressing news of all, uh, which is that the Cubs did what we thought they should have done the entire time and proved Lisa right. Lisa was correct. That's- um, you have the, the, the original quote here. If you don't know the story, Lisa dubs, Lisa underscore L underscore dubs. She tweeted, uh, she tweeted at obvious shirts. I heard that they signed Bellinger just now from a good friend who's in AZ right now, but can't find anything online about it. Have you heard anything? This was on February 22nd. Okay. So this turned, um, everybody, uh, was wondering, oh, what is Lisa hearing that nobody else is hearing? Well, then eventually uh, we find out that Lisa was absolutely right, and that's what Jeff Passan, when he tweeted out that the Cubs had signed Cody Bellinger to a three-year, $80 million contract, um, that he also proclaimed Lisa was right, as did Joe at Obvious Shirt saying Lisa was right in partnership with Lisa L. Dubs, proceeds donated to fly the Dubs. Um, to, oh, to a foundation TBD, fly the dubs. So um, Dr. Gonzo theory, Lisa and obvious shirts, same person. What? Oh. Okay, I, now. You think, you think Joe is impersonating somebody? I think Lisa L. Dubs is the fakest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. And that it is Joe's burner account. When he wants to like break news that he's sitting on, because you know he knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, L, he's got L and W, L dubs. Like, I mean, it could be Lisa's a big Cubs fan and puts that as her name. I don't buy it. Or what do you think in the chat? What do you think in the chat? Who's Joe with has multiple personality disorder. Yeah, Carrie loves the tinfoil hat theory. I, it's not really tinfoil. It is a captain's hat. <laughs> but Captain tin, tinfoil. Tinfoil-lined tinfoil lined captain's hat. But they, they did what they were supposed to do, which is sign Bellinger. So, I mean. That's right. I can't say that my mind was blown. I was just like, kind of like when the Cubs beat the last place team. I'm like, right. yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat those guys. And Thank you for doing the bare minimum, finally. Well, as IFG said many months ago, that signing Bellinger, while we all did want it, was literally just replacing Bellinger with Bellinger, and that's not doing anything to actually make the team better than last year. It's a well, lateral move. It is for Bellinger and the team, but the difference being that now we have a bunch of dudes who are knocking at the door that are going to add to Bellinger that if they perform well, that, well, 
even just having Christopher Morel playing third base every day is an is a addition to the team. It, I'm so glad that I told the Cubs to steal Craig Council in the dead of night way back in 2019. Took a <laughs> right. to get around to it, but hey, <laughs> we well, got it. And I want to talk about it in this in the second part, but it you know I have noticed that the kids are really playing, and it's early in spring, so you you kind of see that for half the game, but you really see them like, hey, let's see who the fifth starter is going to be. Hey, let's uh, let's uh, play at least half the game with your PCAs to see what we really have here. Let's start them in a game or two here and That'd there, and let's figure it out early, right? There's no need to be bringing these guys in for the eighth and ninth inning to get a look at them. No, get them out there early. The guys who only need one or two innings, they're the veterans. They're the ones that have, that are already proven. They aren't trying to like win their spot. They're just trying to get into, well, anymore. Nobody needs to get into shape because they work out all the time. They're, they're in great shape. They're just trying to get to game speed and, they don't need to do that on February 28th. Yeah, or 29th, as the case may be. Leap show, leap show. Well, leap. I want to I take a look at Bellinger's projections before we look at his past. Um, and this is from Baseball Reference. I some people prefer other sites. Um, but this is just the projections that they have, Matt. 533 plate appearances, um, 21 home runs. Um, only a 249 batting average, which is way lower than last year. Uh, well, did he have 26 OBP, home runs last year? Yeah. Lower OBP uh, at 309 and only a 750 OPS. So this is his projection. And I don't know if this is taking into account the bad years he had, the three bad years he had before he came to Chicago uh, where he was hurt. But, um, you know, last year he was great. He 307, 356, 525 for 888, 881 OPS. They have him 131 points lower than that. Yeah, that's okay. So here's the thing I've been noticing this more and more, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. How come all the freaking numbers say that everyone is bad? Like, where are the every single Cubs player, the projection is, oh, they're going to suck. Everybody's going to suck. Everybody's going to suck. How come the Cardinals have a fucking geriatric, uh, you know, workman's softball beer league team and their asses are getting up there and like, oh, they're going to get first place. And the Cubs actually have a team that we can like. And they're like, ah, everybody on that team is going to fucking suck. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why do numbers always have to be bad? Where are the good numbers? IFG, you look at numbers a little more than I do. Where are the good ones? I just um, want to look at those. I, my, my tinfoil hat theory is that these numbers are very, very made up. But see, Cubs fans. A projection? Cubs isn't fans real numbers? Cubs fans talk. Cubs fans are do what they what's called move the needle when it comes to media. And so when the numbers are bad, we talk about it. When they beat the bad numbers, we talk about it. And then everybody gets their little happy clicks. Yeah, that's true. So they and the just numbers like, are bad. We're like, you gotta click into this thing and see the numbers. And then people get more ad revenue. And there's like four people 
uh, who are Cardinals fans who can count higher than 25. So, or no. when they like leave Nico Horner up a top 10 list or something like that. Exactly. You, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So I, yeah. And and I kind of understand where at, you're at going with best, that, but at best, these are Oracle of Delphi huffing sulfur fumes and is it just, is it just that I'm not paying attention to other teams? Like, are they projecting every player? in the major leagues to be worse this year? Because that's what it feels like to me. But I only really pay attention to what they're talking about the Cubs. I honestly I honestly have no idea. I don't I mean, know how these I don't know where these numbers come from. I don't know how they're calculated. I don't know who is deciding what that calculation is and why that calculation is better than other ones. It's you know, I think probably any set of numbers is going to project that as somebody gets older, they get worse after they're 27 years old or something. But he's um, 28. I, <laughs> like, this is like supposed to be his best And year. now he's 28. And that means he's geriatric and he's going to be worse. <laughs> year. Well, and I, I think the other thing that they're maybe taking into account with all this, I mean, not, uh, the projections here, but with the numbers that they were willing to give Bellinger, which was the only the three-year contract, he is still on basically a prove-it deal, which it's a high AAV. It's the highest AAV the Cubs have ever given out. Yeah. So at the 30 million mark, so that's higher than Hayward ever was, but it's for such a short amount of years. And we know that Hoyer is allergic to long contracts. He got what he wanted. I yeah. mean, frankly, he got what he wanted. It was a big win for him. I as well, we opinion. always knew Bellinger was going to come in high. I mean, that was a given. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm wondering at those projection numbers, that's a shitty deal. <laughs> like you know, if he, <laughs> if he has right. a three hundred, you're paying thirty OBP million for homers. You know, paying thirty million for him to drop fifty eight batting average points and. Uh, five less home runs, and what was that? A hundred and thirty less OPS. Like it's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a o- terrible o- deal. You're right. O- Jed Otani. Hoyer sucks. We knew it. Otani only cost two million. Um, <laughs> that's every time <laughs> Bellinger does anything bad, we should say Otani's only two million. Yeah, should have got him. Um, so I did enjoy I did enjoy the press conference and Uncle Jeff <laughs> Uncle Jeff is such a wonderful follow on Twitter, but he he has this great picture which is Bellinger in the middle of Scott Boris and Jed Hoyer, and I'm just going to describe this to the podcast people is that you have an, on the left side Jed Hoyer saying. Fuck Scott Boris and Boris saying fuck Jed Hoyer and Cody Bellinger just thinking about weed. <laughs> so, Specifically, an anthropomorphic weed leaf that is itself smoking a bong. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the weed leaf is thinking about. More weed. Cody Bellinger. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. there, there's another. <laughs> We need to do that. Another thought bubble where he's thinking about <laughs> Bellinger and then another one. So it's just like infinite. Um, and then <laughs> the Cubs, for no reason, went and got another first baseman. I mean, he's a non-roster invitee, but uh, Cooper, uh, Garrett Cooper, which uh, I mean, I don't know why we got this guy. He's a right-handed first baseman. 
Um, okay. He bad. He's got. He's been in the league seven years, mostly with Miami. Little bit Padres, little bit Yankees. He's got a two sixty eight lifetime batting average, a seven seventy two lifetime OPS. He's got a little pop in the bat. Um, nothing Tom Cooper likes him really. But Tom Cooper likes him because uh, maybe uh, Tom can sneak in somewhere saying that he's Garrett. Um, you know, just I don't. I'm not sure what they're doing here. Uh, I mean, platoon. I mean, I have an me. idea. Okay, uh, Bush and Bush and Mervis both going to Chicago. They don't have anybody in Iowa now. They gotta get a first baseman for Iowa because they're they're moving the guys up. So Bush, you, you got to backfill that. Bush and Mervis are both lefties. You know, like I don't see them both going up there. It doesn't matter. Danny, I I don't know, but a few years ago, we got the DH, and we have lefties, and they don't know exactly who they want at first, but they they can bring in Garrett Cooper, put him at Iowa just in case, give both of those guys a chance. You can use him at DH. Like, Mervis may not play first base, but he can play DH even when Bush is... At first base. I mean, I, I have G. You put belly in center, right? I mean, or you, or both. Like, I mean, I I move belly around depending on how well PCA is doing at any given point in time. Yeah, it's uh, yeah because the people are saying that he's going to start at, at Iowa, but we'll talk about his numbers uh, at spring so far. And I know he's playing later in the game against like their version of double A pitching and stuff. But he looks good. He's cocky as fuck, and and I think yeah. he deserves a chance to make the team, um, even uh, and he can make an impact in multiple ways uh, defensively with his speed. Um, I agree with you. Um, so uh, the other the corresponding move. Uh, this isn't the corresponding Garrett Cooper move. This is it's the corresponding move for Bellinger was to trade Bailey Horn back to the White Sox. For uh, uh, Matt Thompson, who uh, has a 15% walk rate, and unfortunately, he's a pitcher. I mean, that'd be pretty good for a hitter if he's walking. <laughs> I was just going to say, that wouldn't be so bad. Oh, I know. you're. Yeah, 50%, that's pretty good. No, he's unfortunately a pitcher. So 15 is really bad, um, and he's got a power curve, which is kind of like a power bottom, but curvier. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I know my Twitter timeline had some things to say about it. Uh, Cubs fan Mike was like, "Hey, Cubs add Bellinger and see through pants and get less horny somehow." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bailey Horny is a left-handed pitcher. Seemed like they were high on him. They got him from the White Sox for Tapera. Um, it's I'm- almost like they traded. The old, the new Bailey Horn for the old Bailey Horn. Like, just keep keep getting younger. Forty man move, procedural possibly, um, unless right. Bailey Horn ends up being an all star. And uh, the final Cub that uh, the Cub transaction that really shocked me most this week was that Yadier Molina, now a Chicago Cubs in. Uh, He's he's not on the forty man. I don't know if it's a minor league deal that he signed, but <laughs> this is the weirdest, most I I hate everything about it. First off, 
just this dude, just looking at him before I even realized it was Yachty, I'm like, look at this big meathead asshole. <laughs> and then I realized it was Yachty, and I'm like, oh, Andy's got a sticky chest. This Maybe- looks like my nightmares. And, and you know, but it's it's the mineriest deal ever. I think it's his kid is in some baseball team that's Cubs-themed. So thank God, like, we won't have to see this in our nightmares forever. You get the the great thing about it is that it's, you know, he is pissing off Cardinal fans. And that that is really what I'm here for, because that makes them so sad when they see a picture like that. They're like, no, not you, Yachty. It's like, and they hate us so much. I thought we trusted you. Cody Furlong says it looks like every guy in a softball league. Yeah. That's actually, it looks like the Cardinals uh, roster right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all these old dudes. That bat is just so he doesn't fall over. It's not so he can bat. I don't know what that, well, now that you've got an explanation for it, but I really did enjoy it. You would think that he at this point would be like, I, sorry guys, I can't put that I, on. Just on principle. Like, oh, yeah. my kid's going to have to change teams. Sorry. Maybe that's why he's got like such a shitty look on his face. He's like, I told you not to fucking take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll take a quick break, but, but before we do, we've got a little game we like to play called Who's... That coming. All right, now I gotta find that thing. Record that. Well, I know because we have a delay a little bit. You know, (laughs) high quality, high quality broadcast here, folks. It it really is. Doesn't get any better. All right, here we go for this week's Sunranto silhouette. Oh, so that big red dot. What's that red dot? (laughs) So this is a picture of the baseball card, and it had, like, one of those fake signatures, and so I had to throw the red dot on there. Okay, I gotcha. But, yeah, so... uh, So Looks like he's a lefty. Looks like this photo is approximately 97 years old. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, look in the background. Like, that dude's got, like, a telescope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. And very tight, tight pants. Yeah. So I think you can rule out like late nineties, right? Because anybody with pants that tight is either uh eighties or twenty fifteen and later. So we're getting some guesses in the chat. We're gonna play a quick commercial, keep the guesses coming, and we'll let you know who's that cubby when we come back. Um here's a commercial for Patreon. Please become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash sunranto and we'll spend the money on tickets and beer. If you're like most Americans, you buy... All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. 
Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. All right. Who's that, Cubby? It's Larry Boa. And I know this is a Phillies picture, but there weren't any real good uh, uh, Cubs batting pictures of him. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, but look how much. Okay, so I thought this might just be like a weird picture. Look how much he's choking up on that bat. Super choking up. He's like leaning halfway over, like he's trying to get bonked in the head. Like, yeah, yeah and he, it, it's it's hard to tell, but it looks like he's ready, but he's on his back foot. Yeah, and and that's his batting stance. Like it was amazing when I was looking through. Uh, and apparently, and I don't. I honestly don't remember. He was an 84 Cub, right? Yeah. Uh, but you kind of forget about that. But yeah, uh, I guess he, he hit switch because a lot of pictures of him um, standing sort of right-handed also, but okay. still choking up on that bat. But uh, well, we I think... You correct answers. In the I could not believe so many people got Larry Boa. Dominic Galoro, I think, was the first... Yeah, Dominic was in there. Uh, Tom Cooper got Larry Boa as well. Um, Corey Furlong said Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Levy says Patrick clearly Levy. Larry Boa. Yeah. I don't know, man. You guys are good because... And then he, Corey brings up got the cap under the helmet. That Remember that style? Yes. You keep your baseball hat on and you put your helmet on over it for some reason. It would just kind of smash, smash your hat into your head more. Well, I don't it, know why people did it that way. It would, that, that was what was called extra protection back in the day. <laughs> right? He, Larry Boa was early on the concussion thing. And he's like, if I just put my hat under here and just crank yeah. this thing on tight, it'll be good. So uh, I do want to mention that this show is also brought to you by In the Clutch. Great new shirts from In the Clutch, including this Browns twirling hand, which I have ordered. Michael Cotton has ordered. And if you want to look as cool as we do, this is how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so not a well, great ad for it. but You, you know. can either stick your, fa- your finger in your, I don't know, your engine, or you can just buy the shirt. Yeah. So also, uh, Matt Cameron, he he uh, and his Etsy store sponsors the show at Permanent Paintings on Etsy. And of course, uh, thank you to all our Patreon members. You guys rock. Hashtag Chance in the chat if you want to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and dupe later on in the show. But let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the Cubs' performance so far this spring. I have yet to witness a win since I've been out here. I've, I flew the T once. I saw the Cubs get shut out. Um, in surprise, 
Arizona. <laughs> I also uh, saw them today lose a pretty fun game to watch at Sloan Park where I think the final was 9-8, 10-9 or something like that where the young Cubs battled back and it kind of made it interesting. They did the same thing in the fly the T game where they were losing 6 nothing and battled back and won. Um, I guess I'll give you some of my early impressions of kind of what it's like the vibe in camp having come down here before and not since the days of the hobbies and the Chris Bryant's and uh, the, even Ian Haps as a rookie uh, when, when those were some of the exciting young players that the Cubs were bringing up Schwarber um, has there been a feeling like this in camp where you're way more looking forward to seeing some of these prospects because you know that they're ready to pop and ready to to get to the next squad. And the cool thing is, it seems like Council's playing them. He's got them out there every day. And, like, uh, you know, PCA looks great right now. Like, he's yeah. he's getting all the chances in the world. Um, his blue hair is turning aqua green, unfortunately, at this point in the – in the uh, season, but they're going to trade him to the Mariners. Entirely too often for Vivids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to be. will tell you, you got to take it easy on the washing. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if this is his first time dyeing his hair, but he might. It's it, it, it kind of felt like a bit of like a kiss ass move in the first place to like show up that way to, as a rookie. You know what I mean, like. But he is coming off to me as incredibly cocky. And when he, he, I, I like it too. And he's, I think he can get away with it to me because he looks like that, that bully in uh, Christmas Carol, Christmas story. I, well, I can guarantee you when he gets to Chicago, every, we are going to hear uh, Billy, Wheelow, uh, everybody is going to bitch at us about PCA. It's yeah. like, you know how Contreras, like everybody bitched the announcers for every team. That's that's PCA. Pico Armstrong is going to be the target for every other team's anger. And I think he loves that. I agree. Like I, I told the story. I told the story about him. Uh, when I watched him play in Cedar Rapids and he just ran up next to the guy who was just sitting there wearing a Cardinals jersey and told him his jersey sucked and then ran off. And he just did it in the middle of a game <laughs> just for no reason at all. So. I wonder what the, I wonder if what the dark side of all that is. Cause there always is one. Um, if a guy is uh, a great, like, kind of has one of those effervescent personalities and maybe no filter. You know, that can be really great for you sometimes and make you a, a, a free soul and a free spirit. At the same time, it could also make you write checks that your ass can't cash or might have to cash. Yeah, he will He will get plunked more than Wilson Contreras. Well, I mean... Well, that's saying something. Yeah, well, but I don't know if you want to put a guy like PCA, PCA on first base because he could steal second and he could steal third. And maybe he could steal home as well. And, uh, you know, he's certainly look at, looking to try. So he reminds me of Javi on the base pads a little bit. Somebody said that in the chat earlier. 
that he's like Javi on the base pass. It's pure chaos. Like as soon as he's out there, the entire defense starts to lose their mind because they don't know what's about to happen. He could go, oh, Everett Tosher says uh, PCI on base is like Javi on base. Chaos for the other team. And that's true. He'll like, I don't think he's going to steal first base on a, <laughs> uh, and have somebody score from third. But yeah, I, I think it just makes the entire defense clench a little tighter when he's out there. Yeah. And the defense too, but it, it's nice to see him out there playing and I'll, I'll put up his numbers so far. In fact, these, these are just the Cubs that are in camp that have at least seven at bats so far. Um, but Pete Crow Armstrong right up at the top with 13 at bats and an 895 OPS. Um, <laughs> what were we calling him before the, the show? Mr. Spring, uh, David Bodie, the king of spring. The king of spring. David oh, right. The, the, the reigning king of spring. And from this point on each episode, we will tell you the top three spring training players. And at the end of spring training, we will crown one, the first annual King of Spring. <laughs> it's going to be David Bodie. My money's on Bodie. <laughs> it's got to be Bodie. But you could see they're letting the kids play. Like, you, you know, all the rumors are that Matt Shaw, who they drafted last year, will be somebody that they're going to maybe even bring up this year to get help from him, play, play third base, uh, maybe, uh, other infield spots. Uh, second, probably. I mean, we don't need it, but they're giving him a look right now, a really good look. He's already got 13 at-bats, and it hasn't gone great for him so far, but he's got, you know, he's got a double, he's got a triple, um, 231 average only, but you know, he's out there, he's getting his taste of uh, big league camp. Um, Canario is another big prospect. Hasn't gone great for him either. Uh, he's only batting 182, but still, he's out there. He's getting his looks. Um, Pablo Aliendo, he's set, he's fourth with 10 at bats, uh, and same with David Bodie. So these are all the kids. The only uh, Matt Mervis in that group, the only guy that's gotten 10 at bats that is a regular starter, which I wonder why he's doing it, is Ian Happ. Um, he's, I mean, he's only has one hit. But I'm now, not has, about has Hap mainly been at the top of the order? I haven't gotten to watch as much of the games as I yeah, want. Yeah, he's mainly been at the top of the order. He's been batting first and second, and so he's getting his ABs. Well, I, I wonder if that's why they're doing it. I wonder if they're trying to give him the entire spring training just to get that, like, understand what it means to start the game. You know what I mean? Well, Be no, that first batter. Only- but no, because he's not only he only did that once, I think. Okay, well then that throws it out the window. But that's what I was saying. Like if that's what they're trying to do, it would make sense. But if they're not putting him up there all the time, then I don't know why they're. But you're seeing a couple of competitions here. You know, you're you're seeing a lot of Owen Casey, who's actually doing a nice job. Speaking of redheads, we got a bunch of them. We're we're seeing a lot of him. He's he's doing great um, so far. He's batting. Freaking six twenty five. He's five for eight. Like he might be Mister Spring. Oh, and Casey. He also signed my nephew's ball. So oh. I'm I'm rooting for him uh, to. I, to I think Joe Hudson has a real chance 
to be uh, the king of spring. He's got an 1834 OPS right now. It's early. Um, <laughs> so, and then, uh, you know, everybody that you kind of think about for the bench, like they're getting more looks than some of the regular guys. Like you, you know, you who you don't see in this list is Dansby Swanson, which I'm glad of because he's every guy's going to take get ready in their own way. But anyway, uh, not to totally, um, you know, commandeer the, the, the situation, the conversation about this, but um, I'm just liking seeing the kids play. It's like, it's just it's delightful. It's like a continuation of what we talked about last Friday when we were so happy when we saw that first lineup and it was everything we wanted, like Morel at third, Ian Hap leading off, like everything we asked for. And there it was. And I, I keep feeling that way. It's great. Yeah. Just like, I just like the fact that, you know, I, we really didn't for one reason or another, or David Roth, um, didn't really have the opportunity to get to know the kids and, and really know what it is we have. Uh, and, and so now, you know, like, yeah, let Dansby Swanson go, you know, pass out orange slices or whatever the hell he has to do in the dugout right now, because we need to see who these kids are and who we should have with us on the big boy team. When the time comes, we know Swansby's going to be there. So like we don't, really, you know, he can go. He's a hitter. He can just go warm up. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, ex- exactly. And if, <laughs> if anything, like any time in these exhibition games, because the kids are playing pretty hard, and especially the, towards the end of the game and stuff, like all these guys are looking for jobs. They're jockeying for position. Yeah. And you can tell the difference. Like I was sitting there with my cousin who doesn't watch a lot of baseball games, but, um, you know, he's like, oh. Now the guys come in that are actually going to try. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And he could tell, just eyeball testing. Like, in, in comes Pete Crow Armstrong to the game. And this kid is going to do anything he can to get on the major league team. Like, he's yep. ready. He knows he's ready. Um, he, even with Bellinger in there, he's like, he's like, make him play first base. I don't care. I'll come in late. I'll steal the bag. I'll do whatever. I want to be here. I love the fact that, like, right away, he knows he is competing with Cody Bellinger for a job effectively like he needs to be good enough that we play him over Cody right yeah push him or or that we push Cody to first base to get him into the game you know however it is but like he really does have to earn his spot well I'll remind everybody of the projections do that I I agree and I agree IFG and I and I'll remind everybody of the projections here for Cody that these are terrible numbers for a first baseman (laughs) and uh, no I'm kidding I I don't believe in the projections I I honestly think that PCA would be fine going to Chicago even if he was the fourth outfielder but the key is right you have to let him hit when he's not playing defense right he is your DH if he's not in in the field and he is the fastest dude out there. Right. So he can play center of course, anytime. And if he does, you can move Bellinger over to right field and give say a day off, or uh, you can put PCA in left and give Hap a day off, but you can do it with actual outfielders instead of master bonies and, Whoever else. I mean, even Talkman. I love Talkman. Great story last year. But 
I would rather see PCA up there rotating through the outfield at all times and getting at bats rather than Talkman, right? Like, I don't see any reason why, because everybody's like, oh, well, they signed Bellinger, and that's the death knell for PCA this year. But it shouldn't be. You know, there's plenty of space for these young guys on the bench if council's willing to use them. If you're going to do what Ross did last year and you're going to bring the young guys up and sit them on the bench for three weeks and then send them back to AAA, then yes, PCA should go to AAA, right? But if he'll use them, if he'll let them play all the time in different ways, there's no reason that he shouldn't be on that team. Absolutely. And somebody brought up in the chat, uh, speaking of like young outfielders, about Brendan Davis. This is Patrick in the chat. Brendan Davis was starting out great too, and and then a bad luck streak hit him um, literally in the head. Guy can't catch a break. Um, but did he get hurt? I, I think I think he got knocked in the in the head with a baseball, and he's on concussion protocol. But I don't I don't know okay. what the actual severity of that situation is. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like a precautionary like you got touched in the head so you have to go on for concussion protocol thing or if it was actually serious and if anybody actually saw what happened I um, saw it you know let me know yeah I <laughs> okay. saw it it was a it was a curveball mm-hmm. uh, and he and he he probably did worse by ducking <laughs> he kind of mm-hmm. ducked down to it and it hit him directly in the helmet they checked him out looked at him but then they let him go to first base and keep playing Mm -hmm. and so i was surprised to see that they put him in uh you know the concussion protocol later like look who who did this last year didn't somebody do this last year too just take him out of the game right then there's it's spring training there's no point in even letting him go stand at first even if he's not just take him out of the game somebody else can go in there but yeah. they put him at but first, he, he continued he to play, and now he's hurt. Yeah, if he if he said later that he had a headache or he was feeling dizzy or anything like that, then they would definitely trigger a, a concussion protocol for that. I think it's, what, three days of observation or something like that? Yeah, you just got to be – you got to be smarter about that if you're the Cubs, right? You just can't give anybody who gets hit in the head – like, in spring training especially, these are just bullshit games. Like – Take him out of the game. Like, yeah. there's no point in well, doing that. And, and he was doing great before that, too. I mean, the, the the thing about it is it's like you want to protect that guy at all costs anyway because he's a really valuable prospect still, and people forgot about him. He was supposed to be the next guy up, and he's already been derailed by the injuries. But if he's also somebody that can you can use down the line, I mean, that's another big bat that – you can utilize. And, you know, that was the issue with the Cubs last year. I mean, uh, actually, the issue really was pitching. And so, I mean, well, let's talk about that for. A, yeah, I was just going to say, what's up with the pitching? Well, it, well, we're not seeing. It seems like the fifth starter competition is definitely underway. You know, we've seen Wisniewski out there. We saw Smiley get hit really hard today. Um, We've seen um, Ben like Ben Brown was out there today. Here's the pitchers and what uh, this, these are just uh, sorted by innings pitched. So Jordan Wicks, speaking of fifth starters, has pitched 4.2 innings already, 193 ERA so far. 
Um, however, hitters are batting 300 off of him. I don't know what to make of any of these numbers. Like they're uh, they're obviously um, uh, working on things. They're uh, you know maybe Drew Smiley was just throwing one pitch today and everybody knew what was coming and that's why they kept hitting home runs. I don't know. Um, but uh, here's who's got the most innings: Wicks, Brown, Killian, Smiley are the top four. Uh, with four innings and more, because that's who's kind of in the look for that fifth starter spot. Um, then we also saw um, Wisniewski. He actually pitched in a game I went to the other day, and he was bad at first, and then they took him out of the game, but then they brought him back into the game, which you can do in spring training. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it seems like the fifth starter competition is going – Right now, I, I don't know who Assad, I guess, is in there. He's pitched a little bit as well. He went, I believe, yeah. in the first game. But Wicks actually has the two games started, you know, and so he's actually going up. If he's, if you're going to see some of the, you know, major league talent, you're generally going to see them in those first couple of innings. So they're putting him out there against what they assume is going to be the toughest hitters. And, yeah, it's a 300 batting average against, but 1.93 is, I don't know. Yeah, you never know what to do with numbers that contradict each other like that. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I mean, as far as the middle relief goes, we're seeing, we saw Quas. He looked really good. Um, it's just so hard to tell because you don't know what they're working on. Richard Lovelady, uh, with some clean innings, hasn't given up a run that would given him a look. Um, you know, it's the bullpen actually doesn't look too crappy. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be some turnover. Like, I do wonder about like how lighter was not really working out at the end of the year last year. You know, it, when he lost his his yeah. uh, feeling for the split. And it wasn't doing what he needed to do against lefties. I was like, uh, maybe that's over. Maybe we move on into the Yency Almontes and the Jose Quases. So it's interesting to have a fresh set of eyes on the whole situation, like Craig Council, who who might be like, "The hell are you putting lighter out there for? That's the worst idea." You know, that ship has sailed. Or maybe he ends up, you know picking guys we weren't even thinking of because he's seeing something. And if you remember how that Milwaukee bullpen looked, I'm all for letting him choose. Yeah. He seemed to be able to work the bullpen pretty, the, the bullpen is nice in Milwaukee the whole time he was there. So I say give council all the bullpen in the world, as much bullpen as he wants. All the bullpen you can handle Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sit right next to Craig today. Like I was super close to Craig. Um, like I got this picture of PCA. Um, gotta find it. I got too many pictures oh. in the brand. Maybe we need but, a shirt that says I like Craig's bull penis. Um, here's how close I was to PCA today. Like this is, I was right next to the dugout and Craig oh, that is was super green. That's like, that's like what my hair used to look like when I spent too much time in my Nana's pool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And it's almost as blue as the hat, which, by the way, when seeing them all wearing those hats, they really make they look like Detroit Lions hats to me. 
just like especially when they're all wearing them like it, it just they flip into lion's hats somehow they do kind of yeah i get i get that so um i do want to share just like a, a couple pictures of you know kind of uh the the um you, you met the skipper uh, bernie's asking i didn't meet him but he he seemed like he kept looking at me like so I, I know you it's <laughs> like that's that guy that's always screaming at ryan braun um no, danny you're standing there you've got the tinfoil uh cubs hat captain skipper hat and you're wondering why he's looking at you yeah. He's like, is he I really wearing a hat. captain's hat? <laughs> Why does he get to wear the captain's hat? I'm, I'm a skipper. Here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a skipper. I'm going to get me one of those captain's hats. So, I'm uh, the team store. Well, so, one yeah, thing, it had nothing to do with you. Your hat just draws the eye. What One thing I've no, they do out here in Arizona is they like to put up the weather in Arizona and the weather in the Midwest where it's usually cold. But look at what we've been getting. It's 73 <laughs> in Mesa and 70 in Chicago. I booed this sign. I booed it. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing out here? I'm, sli- I'm sleeping in a place with poop on the ceiling. And I'm, you know, for what? And then look at this one. Uh, this was when I was in surprise, surprise, uh, when they played the Royals. They put it, the temperature in Kansas City was nearly 80. And it was only 73 and overcast in surprise. Um, It's like they don't understand the joke is that it's freezing in the Midwest and it's hot in Arizona. And if that's not the case, you scratch that that thing. You don't do it. Like, there's just no point to it. Cut the weather. Cut the weather. They can't. (laughs) Um, but uh, check this out. We got on TV. I was out at the tailgate. There's uh, Tommy, and uh, he's they're cooking pizzas, uh, and uh, we're doing like the Club 400 gang signs. This is us on Marquee Network. So that was pretty cool to get on there. And I got your myself- pinky finger is jacked up, Danny. You look like you might have Brown's twirling hand. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a Danny Rocket shirt. Um, and then, uh, but look at that. I got myself a Club 400 tattoo to go with my Club 400 hat. Oh, um, I, I, I thought you were about to go into the heroin tent. Yeah, and then I did a bunch of heroin, nodded out a little bit in the, in the Sloan porta potty came to, got, in, got into the, the stadium about the second inning, wandered around a bit, fell asleep in the grass. <laughs> um, no, but, no, we had a lot of fun because I'm I'm there with uh, my nephew, and to see it through his eyes is really cool because he's the exact right age. He's junior high, seventh seventh grade, and so you know we're walking around, and he's like taking fun pictures, and uh, you know like around the statues. <laughs> he's getting that's a good one. He's getting there. He is getting an autograph from Christopher Morrell, who couldn't be nicer. Yes. Um, there he is. Look how happy he is with his Christopher Morrell ball. And then I'm just so happy because we're like creating good memories together. Uh, there we are at uh, in Arizona. He he's embarrassed of me though. He does not think that that hat my hat is cool because I asked him <laughs> if he wanted asked if he wanted to wear it. He does not. Um, and then um, there he is getting an autograph from Owen Casey. Look at that uh-huh. flowing red ginger hair. And then uh, there he is with his dad. Uh, that's my brother-in-law Rob. He's also a big cubs fan and everything so we just we're having a really good time out here and just like i, I gotta say it's like 
it's a it's a baseball picnic if you don't take it too seriously. Like there was this guy a couple rows up from me today, just going nuts, just like really into the game. And I was like, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mid mid season form for that yeah, guy. Mid- and I've been there. I've I'm that guy sometimes, but you know, I've I've learned to relax in my in my older age. So, um, so but it's, I've never been to a spring training game. Well, I, I know, know you got to come down next year. We should plan something or I should, yeah. I should try to win a trip. I, I found these today. I was going through my, my pack of wax packs and I have a, I have an 88 tops here. It's still got the Ooh. gun. And you can um, win a trip to spring training with it? Win a trip to spring training. This is so that would be amazing if you turn that in now. Right? Almost 40 they said, years later. They said, hey, they said the, the spring training trip is worth up to $5,000. I think I could get to Arizona for five grand. Oh, my God. That would have been a great trip back then. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean $5,000 now I could do pretty well down here. Yeah, 5000 is great now, but in... 1988 that was like somebody's yearly salary <laughs> yeah Can we rip it well uh, how do you what do we want to do this we're gonna do a new segment called ripping packs um and so uh, what is there a game that's like who's the highest yeah, let's, let's, just for fun just for fun because this is the first one uh before we when we go to break uh drop in the chat who you th- or what you think out of out of all of the the fifteen or so ten fifteen cards that are in this pack, is it, is it fifteen cards? We have fifteen cards from nineteen eighty eight tops in this pack. Tell me what you think the highest batting average. Okay, we're going batting average. So yeah, we'll just we'll start easy. We'll go batting average. So Dave, we'll go to break. Dave Magadan. Dave Megadon. I don't need a name. I want a number. But hey, if you get the name and number, I'll mail you the card. Oh, you want to know what the number is on the highest? Okay, Uh, I'm yeah. Like Price is Right rules. Closest without going over. Okay. Okay. Ooh, 1988. The uh, I feel like some batting averages were pretty good. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with 327. Oh, I like it. Like it. One dollar. Art, Artie says three sixteen. Bernie Barron's going three oh five. Okay. Well, we're gonna go oh, to Toe D and D going three three twenty five. I like it. Oh, I got. I see a three seventy in the chat. Oh, Tony Gwynn. That means Tony Gwynn's in the pack. Um. All right. Well, we'll yes, be. That would be Tony Gwynn. We'll, what we'll did you be say, right. Cotton? What was your number? Three twenty seven. Three twenty seven. Mine is three sixty nine. Of course. <laughs> God damn it. So um, uh, we're going to play a commercial for In the Clutch and their fabulous shirts, 10% off with code Sunranto. We'll be right back. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your T-shirts from In the Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Saya, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your stroke. Temper set off with the code. S O N R A N T O. S O N R A N T O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. 
stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about Ketrometrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni. If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. All right. Now, we need a theme song, but we are back on the Sun Ranto Show. Hashtag chance in the chat. And uh, we need a theme song like, ripping packs, ripping pass. Yeah. Yeah. And a big solo. Yeah. <laughs> ripping packs, ripping. It's like kind of like Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, ripping packs. Oh, see, I was getting to feel like uh, Zach, Zach, the ripping pack maniac. Yeah, I remember that. Lego Maniac was the original, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, I dare you to chew the gum. Should oh, I? Oh, don't. No, it's disgusting. But it's yes, do it. my little brother. I mean. What does it smell? Does it smell like gum? Do you, like still, do you still have beer? Yes. Okay, stick the whole thing in your mouth and spit it out. Uh, Let's see what happens. No, no. no. So that's like 35-year-old okay. gum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just fell apart in your mouth, didn't it? It is just powder. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. It... I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> and it's always funny. It is always good. Like, every time I see somebody do it, like, you know what's going to happen, and you just can't wait to see him do it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> oh man 35 year old gub I mean I do have a, I have a sweatshirt from 1988 That probably tastes similar to that gum <laughs> Probably just as crusty Yeah <laughs> Okay so, so cards Highest batting average Highest batting average so here we go I got yeah, who do we got in this? We got Greg Harris. Oh, well, he's a pitcher. A pitcher, yeah. You throw him so out. He ain't going to be it. Uh, we got, oh, another pitcher. We got some Steve Shields. Look at that beautiful. Who, who is that? Steve the Shields from the Mariners. Steve, I remember Steve Shields. He was good, right? I, You know what? I kind of like that old jersey. I don't think I even no, clocked the Mariners back then. I'm thinking of Ben Shields, though, aren't I? Uh, Bernie yeah, Barron asks, who won the World Series in 88? I think it was the A's, right? Wasn't that uh, a Bash Brothers year? I think it was. I mean, next the next year was the A's-Giants where you had the earthquake because the Cubs were supposed to be in that one. But Yeah, and I feel like the A's were there in 88. The Dodgers. Dodgers won the World Series. That was Kirk Gibson. Oh, that was that was eighty eight. Yep. Oh, here. Wow. Let's see what I got here. I got a. Uh, I got Chet Lemon. Oh, there you go, Tigers. He was good outfielder. Yeah, what was his batting average? Probably not too high. I bet you he's like two. Let me guess, two seventy three. 
277. Dude. Wow. Look at me. Look yeah. at me. That was pretty good. Not very bad. good. Very good. Let's see what we got now. We got we got another picture here. We got some Chuck Krim from the Brewers. I do not remember that guy. Krim? <laughs> Chuck Krim. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, this, this was this is like his problems. first year on the big boy team. Um yeah. let's Probably see. Probably his last year too. Len Sakata. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yankee. Yeah, there you go. Now he no. was like a second baseman. I want to say his he probably had a low batting average. Yankees weren't. I'm going to no, say second. No, second baseman would have been high batting average, low power. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go 283. All right, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go lower than that. He's like two two sixty one. Two sixty seven. Oh Look my at me. god, Danny on fire. <laughs> How about some Willie Upshaw? Oh, he was good. Remember, he had a lot of power outfielder for the Blue Jays. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm guessing he batted low, though. That's where I remembered that name. Mike Waller put it in there. Chuck Krim, the independent. That is that is from uh, the Ted Lasso show. Uh, ah. so, Willie Upshaw, like that seems like low batting. Yeah, he's at 244. Yeah, all right. 244, yeah. All right, I let you guess. You're on Nothing over 300 yet. No, Ripping no. packs. Ripping right. packs. More Tigers. We got some Johnny Grubb. Oh, he, Johnny Grubb. We could have called him Johnny Scrub. His average is only 202. 202. Oh, yeah. oh there's, my, there's my my winner spring training trip, spring fever baseball. <laughs> Send, <laughs> it it Send it in. Send it in. I should do it. Uh, okay, we got Joe Price from the Giants, another pitcher. He doesn't have batting average. I don't remember. Batting average on that guy. Can't even oh, I'm going to say his batting average. It's on there, but it's going to be like 185. They do not list his batting average. I don't think they mm. cared. Oh, he's from Tampa. Hmm. Um, let's see. We got some Chris Brown. Oh, he... He might be the highest one. I don't know what kind of year he had. That are we just doing it by like lifetime or yeah, last no, the year? No, I think just right. the year before. So like in so eighty seven, the eighty seven. Huh, that's a horse of a different color. I don't know what Chris. He was probably wasn't Chris Brown a giant too at some point, and then he moved over. Uh, I, I, yes, he was. This was his first year on the Padres in eighty seven. Right. He I'm, might be I'm, a three hundred hitter. He uh, was a 300 hitter in 1986. Uh, he started off 87 with the Giants, hitting 242, and then with the Padres in 87, hit 232. No, he really fell off after that trade. He must have been 31 those years. <laughs> Cause, right? Because as soon as you turn 31, you go down a hill. All right. We got some Bill Wegman. Pitcher. I remember him. We got some Dave Stewart. Oh, Dave that's Stewart. the best. That's the best card in there so far. Yeah, that's, that's no, this is Dave Stewart, the pitcher. It's not Cobra. Oh, this is Athletics pitcher Dave. Yeah, the Stewart. pitcher Dave Stewart. Yeah, he was good. He was a great. He was a great pitcher. Oh, oh, we got our first Cubby. Oh, who, who do we got? Okay, <laughs> Brian. Brian Day. Brian Dayette, is that who that is? 
Dude, that is a great look at that batting stance. That was all right, everybody, everybody, put in your guesses for Brian Dayette's batting average right now. I'm gonna go one sixty nine. <laughs> I'm gonna go two twelve and see what other people are getting in there. Three fifty four from Dub Cooper. Three fifty four. One seventy seven for Bernie Barron. Two sixty Andy Wells. Alex Miller, 213. Robert Sanchez, 213. Oh, two, double 213s there. 208, 215. All right, what do we got? Closest without going over. Uh, Price is right rules. Our winner here is Andy Wells, who guessed 260. The number is 277. Oh, wow. Now, 277 is actually in, pretty good. Yeah. In 86, he hit 269. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, okay, so next one we got some Jesse Orozco from the Oh, pitcher. He was good. Yep, I remember uh, Jesse. Mark McLemore from the Angels. Huh. I kind of so remember Hubie him. From the Angels. I don't think he played a lot. Mm, let's see. 86, he didn't play hardly at all. He was only in five games. Uh, 87, he played 138 games and carried a 236 batting average. Uh, still low. Yep. We didn't even uh, have one in the 300s well, yet. I mean, come on. We have, have we had a single like real star in this pack? I, I mean, besides Brian Dayette, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I got that one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, we must have gone through 15 of them by now. I got one left. I just need to make sure that I have the right highest batting average set aside. You could tell oh, us anything. We, we wouldn't yeah, know. We, yeah, we would. Not that, that one. Not that one. We could blame it on, on that one. you okay. hallucinating so one, from the gum. Last one. I got Terry Kennedy. Catcher. Oh, yeah. Catcher. No. Back then, catchers batted like pitchers. They, he's... <laughs> One one eighty two. One seventy three. This dude could hit. Oh. 250. oh. That's pretty good for a catcher. Yeah, not bad. How many games? Four games? Hundred and forty three. Yeah, he was he was a regular guy. Hundred and forty three games yeah, for so a catcher. He started out good as a work. Cardinal. He went to the Padres for a bunch of years and uh and eighty seven was his first year with the Orioles and he hit two fifty. Well, who's wow. who's the number one guy? Is it our our number one? Is uh, it's a two way tie. We got Mister Chet Lemon, Chet Lemon, and Mister Brian Dayette. Oh, <laughs> wow. nice! Right, two seventy seven well, is. Did anybody guess that it's... earlier? It, I mean, this I think we wanted a closest without going over. Um, two, Rogue well, Wave had two eighty seven. Um, Pretty close. We had to go without go. Price is right rules, right? So we yeah, didn't price really. Price is right rules. Closest to that which means Danny and Cotton are both. Everybody out. was over 300. Seven. And uh, Danny guessed 369. Yeah. Um, David Elliott had a second guess, so it doesn't count. But he said uh, 0.069. And by, by the uh, price yeah. is right rules, that would win. Yeah. Was the winner, yeah. So congratulations, David. <laughs> but that was his second guess. Come on. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> that was a nice guess. <laughs> Point six nine with the winner. 
So that's a fun game. Like we've been uh, thinking about doing this for a while, opening baseball cards and just having fun. And it is fun. So let's do it again. <laughs> I got I got a box full of these things. I bought a bunch of a bunch of wax packs on eBay real cheap. Uh, so I am happy to do this every show. That's Sweet. a lot of fun. I got some I got some like I think eighty four All Star game packs and all kinds of stuff. Fun. Um, yeah, or awesome. Bernie Barron's in the chat saying that was fun. Um, do you know? Um, do you know what else is fun? Is uh, <laughs> is uh, my, my life on t- on Twitter because I saw all these people uh, saying like, "What game were you at?" That you know is the I was at that game game. And for me, it's Game Seven of the World Series. There will never be another game that will ever oh, yeah. top. Yeah, it's just impossible to do at this point. So I'm happy about that. And then it got me wondering about people that were s- supposed to be at games that you had a ticket and then something happened and then you couldn't go. And then it ended up being the best game ever. Or you turn down a ticket at the last minute and you're like, eh, I'm tired. I don't want to go. And then it turned out to be like some incredible game. Like for a me, or something. Yeah. For me, that I. I saw there were two uh, no hitters that I missed, both of Jake Arietta's. I was in um, C- Cincinnati for Jake's first no hitter, but it was kind of rainy outside, and we had driven all day. And we said, "Ah, let's just go tomorrow." I missed the no hitter. the The other time I missed Jake's no hitter was in Los Angeles, where we were supposed to play at this uh, venue, and they said, "Hey, can you move uh, your gig from the one Sunday to the other Sunday?" Because I had given them both as an availability. And so we did that. That Sunday was the, Jake's second no-hitter. And I missed that one, too. So I, have, I was in the town where the no-hitter was taking place on the road, but just not at the game, which is weird for somebody who goes to all the games like me. And then you did show up when uh, the visiting team finally threw a no-hitter against the Cubs, breaking the Cubs' no-hit streak I at, was, like, 8,000. But I was at Cole Hamill's no-hitter, at least at the end of it, but I didn't even know it was happening <laughs> until way later, until, like, it was the game was almost over. I'm like, oh, because I didn't even enter the game till the 7th. So that one, and then my last one is the Aramis Ramirez um, homer against the Brewers. I missed that because of... Um, uh, a missed, uh, not a missed flight, a canceled flight. So uh, my uncle ended up going with my mom, so at least they got to go. But uh, eight tickets and all that stuff. But I always see they always play, they always play that highlight every time they show a Robinson Ramirez. They're showing him hitting that home home run against the Brewers. And instead of me saying I was there, it it's I was at home. I literally cried that day <laughs> after that happened. Um, cause I was just all alone and I was supposed to go home and see my mom and we were supposed to go to the game and I had this big weekend planned. And instead I just did, had to stay in New York all weekend and I, and I shed a tear out of, of sadness. Um, but anyway, a bunch of people on Twitter gave me all their games. And I'm wondering if you guys have some that you have like examples, like I just gave, I, I don't have any that I missed for any reason the i mean i went to the game where mark Pryor got the comebacker that broke his arm and i was so drunk 
that I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know why Mark Pryor wasn't in the game anymore. <laughs> but that's a so I missed that one in a sense, game, even yeah. though I was sitting right there in the stands. <laughs> and Mark Pryor got hurt, so it wasn't like a great game to be at anyway. Well, how about IFG? You went to the All Star game last year. Is that is that your I I was there game? Uh, another one. You know, it could be. I I was at the Tampa Bay Rays first Pride Night, and oh. like it was it was for a very sad reason. Uh, it was awful. It was right after the uh, the the shooting happened at the the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. And I hadn't been planning on going to a game. I usually go to a few games a year, but like at that, you know, that time I hadn't really been planning on going to a game, but they announced over the radio that uh, they were going to donate, you know, all the money that was raised uh, during that game to the victims of the shooting. And we just packed up and went like, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to not go to that. They sold the, they sold the tickets really cheap and they were like, all the money is going like, please, let's just pack the house. And, um, you know, they had the pride flag out and they, you know, they did the whole thing. They raised so much money with the 50-50, um, like over $150,000 or something like that. The, the Rays lost, like, no, they couldn't play for shit that night. It was, it was not a great baseball game. But the, you know, experiencing that kind of a community atmosphere at a baseball game in Tampa is not something that happens very often. And so for my entire life, I would be so, so happy that I went to that game that night. That's a really, that's an amazing experience. Cause that's more about the being a fan and, and what baseball means to a community um, in and outside of the game. And it, like a lot of the, you know, the reasons people wishes they were at the game is because it was an awesome game. And that's a, that's a cool reason. Like Michael, a lot of people said the game that they were supposed to be at that they wish they were at was the Lester bunt game with the, when Hayward scored the winning run. And I know you chalked that up to being one of those, like I was there. That was the greatest game I ever saw. It's yeah. It's my favorite game that I, that I've ever been at. I've been at some, I've been at some pretty good ones, but that one was amazing because yeah, you get the Lester bunt and Jason Hayward, uh, you know, with the safety squeeze coming in and, you know, head first dive. It was great. And, and the fact that they were down six, nothing in the third inning to come all the way back to, to pull that off. That was, that was a really good one. There were a lot of people on Twitter that uh, said they turned down tickets to the the David Bodie Grand Slam. Oh wow! And I, well, and because that game became a Sunday night game, and yeah. it was a Sunday day game, and so a lot of people were like, "Eh." And so, like, if maybe you sold your tickets or just decided not to attend, and that was actually my case for that game as well. Because I had gone all weekend, and then uh, my cousin wanted to go, and then his son at the last minute was like, "I don't want to go." And so my cousin still gives his son shit. He's like, "You're the reason that we didn't drive in from week to see that game with cousin Danny." So I blame that kid too. It's really his yeah. fault. No, I will say, Danny. Uh, even though that Lester Bunt game is one of the ones that, yeah, I was there. Uh, the uh, the playoff game. Uh, that I went to with you, me, and Lyle. That was awesome. Sitting there watching the Cardinals. Uh, six different Cubs hit a home run 
in that game, and which is the record. Uh, but yeah, so six home runs by the Cubs in the game and by six different players. It was fun. Bananas. It was it was just so cool to be at that game and to see all that happening. And then another thing, an, another thing I thought of is that new thing, like new words in our vocabulary. I think in Cubs fans' vocabulary, as we were talking about this stuff, if I say I was at Game Seven to a Cubs fan, they everybody knows what that means. I don't have to say which which Game Seven. Unfortunately, it was it, it wasn't two thousand three. Yeah, <laughs> it's not two thousand three anymore. Okay, but you know, here's a, a sort of trick question: I was at Game Six. What does that mean? Uh, Dodgers. That. You say D- Dodgers, you say Bartman. Okay, that's interesting. I would say the Dar- the Bartman game is called the Bartman game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, oh, by the way, Bartman was at spring trading. I got a picture of that cloud. This dude uh, shows up. Uh, where is that picture? Um, uh, it's on here somewhere. Maybe yeah, the guy it. that's dressed like... Bartman, Steve yeah, Bartman. He, yeah, he he comes a lot at the 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 game. Oh, the, here he is, this guy. I talked to him a couple years ago. He just comes to troll Cubs fans by dressing as Bartman. It's his. If you ever see him, kick him in the shins and say it's from me. Is he now? Is he a Cubs fan? No, he is not. He hates Cubs fans. He's a Reds fan. I think he was there to cheer the Reds. Oh, so they were playing the Reds at least. I was yeah. gonna say he just shows up. Just like, what kind of life is that? Like, I give the Ricketts my money so that I can go there and, and hate on so, the Cubs. Doesn't make so sense. I agree. I agree with you. Game six means Dodgers. Uh, game five. What does that mean? Game five could be the Nationals. That was a pretty big game. In was it twenty seventeen? When they pulled that out right at the end, yeah, I was thinking it was it's the uh, game at Wrigley that they won in the, in the World Series. Get- okay, Just yeah, to- no, I can see it. the the only World Series game that they have won in uh, Wrigley Field. No, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, since <laughs> since we were alive, since nineteen forty five, at least, yeah. Um, no, they get they lost. I think they got swept in forty five. Did they get swept? Yeah. So then it's been thirty eight years. There was no game five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I I think the Nationals. That's a good one for game five. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have a game four. Mm-mm. Oh, actually, I do. Oh, Tom Cooper says nineteen eighty four could be a game five. Oh yeah. Well, oh, that's a bad game five. That was a bad game five, though. Um, yeah. I, I would say game four could be against the Giants that same yeah. 2016 year. I mean, the fact is they're all Bernie. Bernie says the same thing. Giants game four. Yeah. So and then, then you get down to game three and you might as well just be in a season series. <laughs> nothing, nothing that magic happens. Um so anyway, I just thought that was interesting and to see everybody's thing and especially all the reasons that people missed games that they were supposed to be at. Like I was supposed to be at Sobrano's no hitter and uh, there was a game Clemens versus Wood that I guess was a huge deal at the time, you know, because the Yankees and Cubs didn't play much. And that's when Clemens was with the Yankees. Um, yeah, uh, there was another one where uh, the Travis Wood played left field. 
which the, when he went as up in the Ivy, you know, people oh. were supposed to be at that one. It was like some random games too. It was kind of interesting to see people's regrets and, 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 and to this day being like, and to this day, I hate myself. You know, I'm like, all right, buddy. why didn't I quit that job and go to that game? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder it about Game Seven. Like some people I know, being just the biggest Cub fans at all of all. Like I almost didn't go to Game Seven, and I did at the very last minute. So that to- that Travis Wood game you're talking about is the John Lester bunt game. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> when you said it, I was like, I think that was the game. But yeah, I just looked it up real quick. August first. So, anyway, we're we're flush out of ideas. It's still only spring training. <laughs> We should just end this show uh, soon. So I do want to say that uh, Ranter Fest is coming up. I still don't have tickets for sale, but it's all booked up. We're doing Output Lounge on May 31st, where we're going to have comedy from Eric Wheelow, Billy DeVore, and Joe Kilgallen, plus a performance from the Bleacher Bum Band. And then on Saturday, Ranter Fest is going to be at Almost Home at at, uh, we'll meet up at noon, and then we're all going to go to uh, the game on six one. Get yourself With a bleep. Christopher Morel bobbleheads. Okay, yeah, so we're going to try to get into the game early, which means uh, probably by four o'clock you want to be lined up to try to get that bobblehead. Um, yeah, yeah uh, June 1st, so get yourself, if you want to sit with us, bleachers, if you want, don't want to sit with us, that's fine too. Uh, but uh, definitely uh, plan on 6-1. And, then, you know what, uh, and, if, and if you can't get tickets to that game for some reason, still come and uh, we can hang out at the bar and watch yeah. the game at the bar. Like we can have a, ran- a rancher watch for anybody who doesn't get tickets. There will be other ranchers in the same boat and – you can hang out in the bar with them and watch the game. At, I'm sure almost home will gladly take your money. Yeah. And um, the last thing I want to say is that uh, our friend David Lieb, who is a, a fellow ranter, uh, supports us a lot on uh, our Patreon and everything and is very active in our community on uh, the Discord. He is doing a charity walk. And so it's for suicide prevention, mental health, um, and it's kind of a, it's an all night walk. So it's called out of the darkness it, and it's called the overnight. And I've just dropped the link in the chat. Um, and it's the overnight.org. I think you could look up David Lieb as a participant and I've just dropped the link. So maybe if you can see that, click on it, help him out. He's about halfway to his goal of $2,000 that he's trying to raise. And, um, yeah, so if if you can, we're gonna have him on to talk about uh, the him doing the walk and uh, as we get closer to it. And I also want to say we're doing Project Warning Track, and I've gotten a hell of a lot of compliments on my Wrigley uh, marquee captain's hat. Everybody loves it. So um, keep keep your ideas coming. It just basically make your own Cubs gear. So that's so it. fun. Emily. It doesn't have to be anything in particular, like whatever you want to do, but like take a, you know, look, we can spend this entire season worrying about transparent pants and tiny little names on the back of shitty quality jerseys, or we can take it into our own hands and make our own really bitchin' swag, which yeah. is just fun. So, so make Emily, and show us what you made. Emily got started on her entry into Project Warning Track. <laughs> 
and I'm it so is this, this. So it's uh, for the podcast. It's the Cubs jersey is cut into a cover for a seat cushion, right? So that's a nice seat cushion uh-huh. in there. And then for the top, she took a pair of baseball pants and made the top nice zipper and you got your Rawlings right there. Nice. Yeah. And so you can stick stuff in here and she's and so she's not done with it. She's adding some straps. She's adding some uh, old style koozies to hold your beer bat in it. And uh yeah, so and it's the right size, so you can actually take this into Wrigley Field. It fits their dimensions. That's nice. very cool. And, and, and so, give you something to sit on on the bleachers. Yeah. The bleacher it, bum bag. The bleacher bum bag. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. It's but it's – I loved the whole – like the zipper and the buttons on the pants holding it together is yeah. amazing. IFG, are you are you willing to or ready to show us yours, or, or should we wait till next show? Uh, I left it in the other room. Okay, all right. So we'll, I mean, we'll I don't want to get it, but, but well, and here's we never give directions on how to do this. So just make something and then send a picture to us to send it to me at Sunranto on Twitter or whatever. And um, yeah, Bernie says it is cool. I put a crap load of patches on a jean jacket. Exactly, it yeah. could be. A, Yeah, I saw saw a Dansby Swanson jersey turned into a little dress, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine, I left it. It's with my sewing machine in the other room. But I I turned my Christopher Morell jersey. It's a size 5X. It was donated by uh, Rogue Wave Creative. Um, And I took the bottom half, like I cropped it in the middle, and turned the bottom half of the jersey into a hood. Uh, and so now it's like kind of like a button-up cloak, uh, yeah. and then I em- Emily, the whole thing with like Cubs-themed fleece. Emily saw that; she really dug that. She thought it was uh, really cool. Yeah, so I figure you know the Cubs are coming here to Seattle in April. I'm probably going to Scotch guard the outside of the thing so it's a little bit waterproof because God knows it rains here, and uh, and it might be able to just keep me warm here in that early early springtime game. I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, that <laughs> would coming here to me. I'm going to see so many Cubs games this year. I'm very excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so uh, we have a Cubsler, and we have some correct answers for a Cubsler, but you want to go over what the Cubsler was? Yeah, so last the, week's... The weekly puzzle, yeah. Yeah, the weekly puzzle. We had a lot of correct answers this week, which is great. So here is the Cubsler from last week. It is mostly Holden, rarely hammering, a Mad Dog's favorite target. He broke good in Albuquerque and 11 different MLB cities. So mostly holding refers to his ability to hold runners as a catcher. And rarely hammering refers both to the fact that he did not hit very many homers, but he also shares a name with hammering Hank Aaron, and they both played in Atlanta. Mad Dog is Greg Maddox's nickname, and he was Maddox's personal catcher. He broke good in Albuquerque, refers to his AAA team, the Albuquerque Dukes, and also a reference to Breaking Bad, where the good guy's name was Hank, and the bad guy's name was Walter White, giving us his nickname, Hank White, 
who played in 11 cities under his actual name, Henry Blanco. Yeah, Hank White. Yep. So So let's get our correct answers up here, and we will... uh, I think we had like seven this... Yeah, there's quite a few... Wait, Scott so Stafford. is his name Hank White or is it Henry Blanco? It's Henry, Henry Blanco. Blanco. Okay. Hank White is what we would call him because we're dumb that way. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Rich Deanna in here, uh, Brad Schmidt, Corey Furlong, Artie Boucher, uh, Jeff Bjorn, Scott Sowers, and David Elliott, all with correct answers. Yeah, are so, so smart. Spin the wheel. Let's split it. it. Let's spin it. And at the end of the year, uh, the Cubsler will win a prize eventually. And the winner is, oh, it just got over to Corey. Poor Rich Deanna. He almost had that in the bag. Corey Furlong is the winner. I'm going to, and you know, Corey has been uh, dropping me lines saying that he's going to hate this. And I'm, I'm going to make sure he does. <laughs> when I do my voicemail for him. But no, uh, I've, I did order. Uh, I ordered the first bit of the grand prize uh, that people are in at the end of the season. Uh, it is a Ronnie Woo Woo talking bobblehead. That is Ooh. that is part of the grand prize. So I've just seen to, it. I'm going to add to it, but I it, uh, I found one cheap on uh, eBay and picked that sucker up. So. So what is this week's Cubsler? All right. So this week's Cubsler. Come in. Okay. A half-baked cub traded. An unfunny Hollywood screwball spawned a resurgence, not laughs, with a nice career and a ring. All right. Do that again real quick. A half-baked cub traded. An unfunny Hollywood screwball spawned a resurgence, not laughs, with a nice career and a ring. All right. There is the Cubsler. Please send your correct answers to sunranto at gmail.com or the Sunranto Show Twitter um, at Sunranto Show. And um, I guess we just got to do TFCs. I only have one here. Um, It is. uh, Does anybody else have one? I mine are not TFCs, but I have something. Yes, not really. But I was just looking at what it costs to get a bleacher seat for that June first game. It's a very nice sixty nine dollars. Yeah, I know. I saw that (laughs) somebody posted that. I mean, unfortunately, I I need to start buying my tickets actually to these games. And uh, yeah, no, sixty nine bucks for the plus. Yeah, it ends up being like it's like eighty seven dollars, right? Yeah. Plus another sixty nine in fees. Yeah, yeah. eighty seven fifty three is the total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think that's going to be a high demand game, but if you are in the Chicago area, you can save a lot of money on fees by buying it at the stadium because you don't have to pay fees at the stadium. So. Um, just they way. still sell them at the window. They do, but they—it's the dumbest thing. They, they ask for your email address, and sometimes <laughs> you actually have to pass them your phone. You're like, "Wasn't how is this? How is this easier than handing me a ticket?" And and why is there no fees if it's electronic 
but you're at the window. It should cost you more to make that human do it instead of making the computer do it. Yeah. I don't know. But instead, we're just being integrated with computers, and we're all going to be cyborgs in the future. <laughs> Rogue Wave Creative says, I'll be at the bar. <laughs> so um, uh, I do have a TFC, and it is this, is that the Marquee Network, I mean, they probably did not intend this to hap- happen. Patrick Norton asked, why isn't Marquee broadcasting <laughs> today's game? And then he looked at the schedule, and he goes, oh, it's because at 2 p.m. they were playing a show called Inside the Ass. <laughs> you know, and I got to explain this to the podcast listeners. And I don't know what this ref- ass what, Inside the Assistance Clubhouse? Or, like, what is this show called? I don't even know. Oh, but, I don't know. Anybody in the chat know what this might refer to? So from 2 to 2.30, because it's only a half-hour show, it couldn't show the complete name of the program. And so it only showed the first two words and only partial of the third word, which is starts with ASS. So it's inside the ass. Um, but I guarantee that would get pretty good ratings. <laughs> it definitely would. Um, um, just depending okay. on who's Marquee Network, just airing your colonoscopy live. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is not necessarily a TFC. It's actually uh, kind of nice, and I just wanted to point it out here. I found this on Reddit. Uh, the oh, uh, w- what is Brett's podcast in into uh, the on Waveland? On to Waveland is dead. The Athletic has killed it, and so people were saying, "Hey, on Waveland's gone. What's the best Cubs podcast?" And surprise, surprise, Mall Pretzel says. Sunranto is probably my favorite. Pointless exercise is good too. I liked Morale Clubhouse, but they seem to have quit the podcast game too. And then also, we had Fly the W1988. Sunranto is my personal favorite. Just a great group of people on both the show and the Discord. It's a niche pod with a fun, dynamic, great baseball talk and an incredible fan community. And wow. I cannot agree more and I just want to say thank you, Mall Pretzel, and thank you, Fly the W nineteen eighty eight, and for everyone else, yeah, put our name out there. Get on, get on Reddit, get on Twitter, but tell people we are a podcast that they should be listening to because we're always fucking right, and we're right months ahead of everyone else being right. They call it speculation. Some call it witchcraft. We call it, we're watching the damn games. Okay? We see what's happening. So get on that. Um, yeah, get on that. And leave us a review on uh, any of the podcatchers you listen to us. Too. That also helps us as well. Even though we're a live show, we still are a podcast. And just a reminder to anybody that wants to listen to us ad-free, uh, Patreon is how you get your own RSS feed. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And that's where we're going to be over right now as uh, we hang out in the Discord after the show. But uh, first, let's give away a chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. David Elliott's right here in the chat saying the current longest running Cubs podcast. I mean, it really would take for us to die, I think, to stop the show. (laughs) I mean, which is the the problem is, I believe I am actually the oldest Cubs podcaster as well. 
So that does not bode well for everybody. <laughs> that, David that, Kaplan that, is probably old, is older than me. David. Kaplan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cap, Kaplan and Gordy over on the recap. They're older, but they haven't been doing what we're doing as long. No, they they copy us. All right, here we go. I'm uh, I'm d- chance in the chat, and now I'm picking it. So who's going to win the Frank Chance postcard and a chance to win the big prize? Oh, he's so picking like it. He's flashing the leather. Tom Cooper, congratulations. You are the winner tonight. I, I think I'm seeing it before everybody else, right? No, we see it. Oh, Tom Cooper. Congratulations, Tom. Um, that's the show. Uh, I will be back in town. Unfortunately, tomorrow night I'll be at the game tomorrow, so follow my Twitter and stuff like that. Um, got the White Sox. Got another week of spring training. Looking forward to it. It's fun to be out here. It's fun to see some Cubs baseball, and let's talk about it all in the Discord later on. Um, and I guess we'll see you probably next uh, next week at some point. We'll uh, let you know when that is, probably next Thursday. But um, Spagog, y'all, and Spagog. That's all I got. Spagog. Spagog! Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter. Likes baseball games that don't go on too long. Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter. Likes juicing up the ball and hitting dogs. Intentional walks with just a finger. And old umpires are always blowing calls. Likes the National League DH, but one big Manfred hates. Rob Manfred hates baseball. And batters who stay inside the box Likes lessening the ball, dragging forward stitches And half the team's making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch don't block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes how ticket prices keep the fans out. And Xing teams out of the minor leagues. Rob Manfred's gonna bring us for a lot of pies. To tell C.B. Buckner that he's been wrong. He likes putting money.